Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Ship City, the greatest Boston sports podcast this side of the 495, made for the greatest fan base in the world. I am your host, Connor, joined by my good pal, Aaron. And just like that friend you always invite to your Super Bowl party, we're here to hang out, have fun, and most importantly, talk ball. Welcome to our fucking podcast. Everyone, happy holidays. Happy Christmas in happy the world. Christmas. <laughs> no, happy Merry holidays. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Whatever you celebrate. Hope it's been good. Hope it's been very peaceful. Uh, Aaron, how you been? How was your holidays? I've been, I've been good. I've been good. We haven't really chatted much since the holiday. It's been very busy. It's been oh, yeah. busy for all of us. You know, obviously it's busy all year for, for folks who... Uh, celebrate christmas especially um but all around the world we're uh we're happy to be back the world <laughs> i tried to oh, we got a lot to talk about too it's been a busy week finally yeah or not finally yeah. it's been we've had busy weeks but yeah it's been like the, my my emotion level has gone like Yes, no, yes. Oh my god, no. what a what a for each of these for each of these teams it's like, okay, someone's lifting us up for someone else to punch us in the dick. Oh, and then we just got picked up off the ground just to get punched in the dick again. Yep. So it's been uh it's been something. But we're uh we're here, we're we're chatting. It's mm-hmm. mostly good, I will say, mostly about half good <laughs> depends because I, I arguably it's like three quarters bad <laughs> fair enough um all right well do we uh last time do you remember our predictions from last time <laughs> um I, I do not i so i predicted well i predicted yamamoto would sign mm, uh, and we'll get to that yeah it said he was signed before christmas which, uh, and I, I said mean, under the not gun. with Boston. <laughs> yeah. Well, he had under the another gun. week or two weeks, I guess. Yeah. Celtics, I said we'll go three and one. Uh, as Bruins, I I whiffed on completely. I said they go three and zero. Oh. They went zero oh and three. Yeah. Not great. Uh, not and a, the Pats, I said they lose and they shock the world. <laughs> so, uh, now fifty fifty. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but, let's talk. Let's but, talk about the Celtics. Let's, yeah, let's start um, with the good and just yeah, just rain on everyone's parade. After. Yep. So after opening the week on a low note, losing um, in overtime to the Warriors, the Celtics on a West Coast trip rattled off three wins, including one against the Lakers on Christmas Day, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um. They beat they so they lost to the Warriors one thirty two to one twenty six, uh, then they beat the Kings one forty four to one nineteen, and they said uh, that wasn't good beat, enough. Yeah, and then they beat the Clippers one forty five to one hundred eight, mm-hmm. and then they beat the Celtics one twenty six to fifteen. They beat the who? The who? They beat the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> um. um, in a a week where the lowest scoring game for them was against the Warriors with 126 and also the Lakers with 126. Mm-hmm. That's that's wild when that's the low. <laughs> yeah. Um So hello kitty. Kitty's waking up. Cat. Yep. Cat's going to go right back to sleep. <laughs> um very solid week or 
out dare I say good week, especially given mm-hmm. like they've had some like injury uh flare ups. Yeah. Um starting with that Warriors game, Tatum uh tweaks his ankle kinda early on, got some cap butt in my face. Yeah. Um <laughs> and then uh Kristaps wasn't active for the game. Yep. And they they were like hanging in it the entire time up until the fourth quarter. And they just completely fell apart after that. Uh you know, they had a seventeen point lead. Uh and then in the fourth quarter they made like five field goals. Yeah. Total. Not not like any one player, just five total. <laughs> and then they had a chance to win it with Tatum. He he was clearly hurt, so I don't hold too much against it. And then they they made two two field goals in overtime. Just yeah, rough. just yeah, the just the wheels completely fell off. And look, it happened. It's a long season. Uh, try mm-hmm. not to look into it too much because it is one one game. Mm-hmm. Um, where you're missing your arguably like third best player, and your best player immediately gets hurt. Yeah. You know, yeah, some people overreact. I'm not one to do that. I always have faith. Mm-hmm. But, and, like, yeah. I mean, Steph, too, is still one of the best basketball players in the world. And, you know, mm-hmm. he dropped 33 on you. It, It's just one of those nights where, like, he was feeling it and mm-hmm. just there, there wasn't enough gas in your car. And even with all that, it still took overtime to get it done. Exactly, yeah. And I, I actually was looking it up, and... Um, we so the Celtics have lost six games this season. Half How of those losses, they? half of those losses are o- overtime losses, mm-hmm. and they've only had one blowout loss, and that was to the Magic <laughs> of all yeah, teams. And, um, I, but <laughs> um, it, it's it's fine. Like these these are the I'm not super concerned about anything we saw. Yeah. Even um, obviously, Derek White dropped thirty. Like, at the positive way of saying, I'm cons- I'm enth- enthused by him. Mm-hmm. I'm enthralled. I don't know. Yeah. Derek yeah. White is an all star. Yeah, he he is an all star. I don't I don't care. He is like a his. I saw a stat. He has like the most. He has like it was something with blocks. Uh, he mm-hmm. had like the longest streak of blocks for a guard. Ever, not just like like yeah. a recent in some like three point era stat. No, it was like ever. Yeah, he's insane. Mm-hmm. And um, and then in classic Rocky fashion, it's always about how you. Uh, it's not how about you get knocked down. It's how you. It's about how you stay. I don't know. I don't remember the. Phrase. It's not about how hard you get hard. Hit. You, it's how uh, how hard you can. It's how hit. hard you hit. It's you. You yeah, get whatever. hit and can keep getting up. Yeah. So, anyways, they took the hit. Um and then responded Just by dropped immediately a nuke on on Sacramento <laughs> without without Tatum or Al Horford dropped a hundred and forty four points on the Kings mm-hmm. five people um, over twenty points or at twenty yep. or above yep Jalen and Derek White leading the way Kristaps mm-hmm. and Drew uh, and then Peyton Pritchard off the bench gotta give him his credit twenty points. Yeah, I th- I He's think starting to heat up a little bit. I think we are f- firmly past the point of like, yeah, he started slow, but I think he's 
well within his stride. And now if he has like a bad game, it's more of like, all right, you know, just off night and not like a, okay, Payton's a, Payton's a problem. Mm-hmm. No, he's, he's figured it out. Um, mm-hmm. Sam Hauser, 10 points in the starting lineup. I like that they, whenever Tatum isn't in the lineup, they go to Hauser to fill the gap. Mm-hmm. I just, I like the way, he, even though he's not been shooting, he's been in a bit of a slump lately. It's like him and Pritchard have almost like swapped. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the way he plays, man. I do. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll give this to uh, give a shout out to O'Shea Percet as well. Mm-hmm. Going back to the uh, Warriors game, he had to step up a bit with uh, Tatum, uh, and he got some more run throughout the week, and he's he's doing better in like this limited role. Yeah, which him and uh, Namias Keda. Yeah, as well. Keda had two. He's been killing it. Two double doubles this week yeah he's he's been killing it and mm-hmm. in a week where <laughs> the, the bigs have been like interchangeably luke out cornet luke cornet man i this guy he's got to be the nicest dude i've seen like there's nothing against him but he hurt himself in layup lines mm-hmm. it just it's just so funny yeah it- um what was it against the Lakers? He was back and healthy, and they yeah, yeah they they still went Kato over him. It's interesting. I, I just I mean Kato's size, he's a big dude, and he can pull down boards. Yeah, he was kind of getting exposed by Anthony Davis a little bit, but Everyone also will. it's like Anthony like Anthony Davis is like like, a top like with Steph ten Anthony, player. Anthony Davis is like a top three big man in the league. Yeah, I'd say. easy. So easy. like obviously a twenty four year old. Is gonna struggle a bit against him. Yeah, Who's... and especially on a night where he drops like forty. What did 40, he have? Yeah. Did he have forty? I think it was. It I, was. It um, was it, yeah, it was he 40. had forty. Mm-hmm. Forty points, thirteen rebounds. Like not much you're gonna do about that. Yeah, uh, but I, they'll probably convert his contract to a two way or for, uh, from a two way to like a regular at this rate. Yeah, if he's gonna yep. keep seeing minutes over Cornette. Yeah, I mean, I think he he just brings a different energy, man. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, I, he he's out there hustling every play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's still raw. Like he's it. still making mistakes, but he's doing... when you can come in and play, and and you know, when a guy, when a big man's out or something like that, or come in and reserve and play twenty minutes and give you fourteen boards and twelve rebounds or fourteen points, twelve boards. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's all you can ask for in a reserve big. Yeah. I mean, I would still look if uh, if they decide to make a trade at the deadline. I would still look at another big just as maybe like more insurance, maybe a mm-hmm. more proven commodity. But mm-hmm. I'm I'm feeling good about them if they want to just sit pat and wait out the buyout market. Yeah, um, for sure. Also, it's kind of crazy. They they hit fifty two percent of their threes against <laughs> the Kings. And if it, it, it'd be one thing if they shot like a reasonable amount, no, they they shot forty two and made twenty two. Jeez. Mm. Um. And then the very next game, they won up literally their score from the previous game by dropping one hundred forty five on the Clippers, mm-hmm. uh, without uh, Chris Stops in the lineup because mm-hmm. he he tweaked his yeah. ankle. Also, yeah, I mean, things. I think a lot of it really with with him. I mean, he seems fine. It's going to end up just coming down to 
to yeah. injury management. Well, because they, he immediately played against the Lakers on Christmas yeah. and led them in points. Yeah. So I th- it definitely is their way of kind of just managing his workload. Yeah. Yep. And a lot of the things I will say with, with Porzingis that people were saying like, oh, wait till he gets hurt and then he's going to stop playing aggressive and he's going to start shooting more threes and he's going to start to do- – I haven't seen yeah, he's had a couple like he's had a couple very minor like tweaks, but that happens throughout the season. Mm-hmm. But even then, like he's come back and still been just as aggressive. He's still been like in the dealing underneath and yeah. Hustling for, for boards and second chance points. And he had a, a pretty nasty um uh putback dunk from literally standing under the rim. Mm-hmm. So I I like it. I like what I'm seeing. As am I. Um, yeah, Clippers. Just good games from Tatum and Brown, which I it mm-hmm. always just feels a little extra good when they both have very commanding games at the same time. Uh, I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of times in the past it's been like, okay, it's this is a Tatum night or this is a Brown night, but no, they're both or. Jalen was a plus 29. Tatum was a plus 19. Just crazy. I guess that means everyone on the Clippers was a a negative. Yep. Besides Russ, leading the way with a zero. Nice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, another game. Pretty much everyone scored double digits except for Lamar Stevens, Delano Bannon, and all like, the all the scrubs all, all like the garbage time yeah like, the, the garbage time minutes you're not gonna mm-hmm. score double digits in garbage time yeah but and this is his uh Kata second double double which yeah. i mean it's, it's up against a traditional big too in zubak so mm-hmm. um, and then they play the lakers on christmas good game 126 115 started off hot then went kind of back and forth as the Lakers creep back in it, but they pulled away at the end and shut the door, and that's what we like to see. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, it's as simple as that, you know? we You know what the Lakers are going to bring. Yeah, they've been struggling a little bit, but they still got LeBron. They still got Davis. Mm-hmm. And to be able to start hot and finish hot and shut the door on a team like that, it's a powerful win. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't able to watch this just from, like, traveling. Um Yeah. But I did. I was see, able to. I I could, I caught the whole thing. It was fun. I did see the clip of uh, LeBron kneeing Jalen in the back and <laughs> waiting to see if he went yeah. down before he he decided to go down as well. Yeah, that was a weird play. Yeah, I don't, was it wasn't one. intentional, obviously, but it's just it's just kind of funny to look and see like the pause. Oh, Jalen's down. All right, I'm going down too. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I'm sure it hurt LeBron, but yeah, he was fine. <laughs> yeah. Two minutes later, he had a chase down. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like nothing ever happened. Yeah. Um, but uh, this week we got um on the we, slate we got the mighty mighty up. Pistons. Uh, Thursday Losers of night. what? Twenty six in the row. Twenty six. Twenty seven. They have the record. They might have just hit twenty seven. They hit. Yikes. They have the record for most consecutive losses. They suck, man. Um, they might not win in November or December. I saw uh, I saw a stat that 
technically the Arizona are I think it was the Arizona Diamondbacks have a win more recent than the uh Pistons do because that last <laughs> win they had ended like a couple hours later than the Pistons last Jesus. win. But baseball's been so been over for a while now. Yeah. Yikes. Um All right, so Pistons tomorrow for thoughts predictions uh gonna be I, trouncing. I am no i am so scared that this is a trap game <laughs> again <laughs> like no they've had they've had two full days of rest they're yeah. gonna come out hot against the pistons there's no chance i hope so because and that... then if they lose i'll eat my words i will literally eat my words yeah so. i think they'll win that um and then raptors on friday uh at this point i don't think i don't really see i mean this is an easy week i mean the raptors are the toughest team and they've not been great (laughs) because you pay the pistons and then you play the spurs on sunday and they've been equally as bad it'll be fun to see Wemby though like yeah obviously we we can see the clips but like seeing them against us that would be fascinating Mm, i agree especially if uh christophs is healthy that's a big yeah, matchup I want to watch. Be a good one. Yeah. So uh, 3-0. 3-0. That's what I'm saying. 3-0. All right. All right. Hold it down. No, they don't. Oh. Never mind. We're good. All right. 3-0. Let's, uh, let's talk Patriots. Yeah, let's talk Patsies. Shocker. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not Patriots only did they win... win. But they won a high uh, high scoring game is kind of a, a stretch. It, but an average score, an average scoring game. Both teams scored twenty plus. Um, they w- so the Patriots beat the Broncos twenty six twenty three in a game in Denver that our good friend Sam, who is a co host on Filmbox, our other podcast, was actually in attendance for. Wow! Is he, wh- who does he root? Does he have a rooting interest or no? Yeah, it's the Patriots. Oh, okay. It's a Patriots. Oh, good for him to get to see that. And yeah, no, in person. Was, uh, cheap tickets on Christmas mm. Eve. Yeah, my my youngest sister went to go see the uh, Pittsburgh game on mm. uh, Saturday. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Pats but, win. Uh, I mean, twenty six. Credit to the Patriots. Yeah, they actually. I mean, it, it wasn't wasn't bad. Wasn't a bad win for you know, there was one bad part, mm-hmm. one one bad character. Um, Say his name, Mister Chad Ryland, the loudest Miss- doink ever. <laughs> <laughs> missed two kicks, one field goal, one extra point. Uh, the first field goal that he missed uh, was just so far off. It, I don't understand how it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second one hit. As Connor has mentioned, I think it hit the mic. Hit, I'm not it did hit the mic. Yeah. It was it was like a bomb went off. <laughs> they actually used that for uh, Oppenheimer during the uh, Trinity test. <laughs> it's like boom, wow. Um, but yeah, I've, Zappy looked good beyond just the uh, the first half. Yeah, surprisingly, uh, they had the uh, a very funny. Um, Fumble recovery for a touchdown <laughs> on the <laughs> on a kickoff. Yeah. Um. I. I'm. I'm man. I don't know what it was this week. There were two 
hilarious fumbles on kickoffs. This one where uh, Mims dropped it, picked mm-hmm. it up, ran five yards, dropped, dropped it, it and then got recovered. <laughs> and then in the Eagles game where um, Boston Scott went to return it, and then I, I don't even know what teammate it was, but like jumped into him. <laughs> I, like turned around and jumped into him. <laughs> it caused a fumble. You know, this is oh, this has man. just been such a phenomenal year of football. Just it really has throughout. Um, mm. But the defense is still playing at a very good level. Um, yeah, they are crazy. literally literally killed the Russell Wilson era in uh, Denver before it. it I think it even started. <laughs> like his contract still kind of, it, hasn't kicked in yet. I think it's kind of an overreaction because it's not like they're benching him for performance or they they literally no, said they don't like, want to pay him. It's it's well, yeah, it's a monetary thing. I mean, when you think about it, yeah, they probably don't want to pay all that money. But also at the same time, they're like, all right, well, if we have to pay you, we're kind of screwed for every other position. So if you want help, we're not going to play you. Yeah, well, right for bef- these last two games, right before we started, I, uh, Jordan Schultz on Twitter posted kind of like a timeline of what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, this had been like planned, or it was like in the works for a while, mm-hmm. going like right after like the Chiefs win uh, mm-hmm. in October. They said like, oh. Uh, if you don't adjust your contract and defer the injury guarantee money or the the injury guarantee trigger date, we're gonna bench you. And like this is like right off a win. Yeah. And then um, and then then as of today, they're benching him for a old friend Stidham. Yeah, I mean it 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 makes sense though because like you see what's happening with some of these other like teams around the league, a guy gets an insane high contract and then it screws over the, it's not like baseball, you know, you sign a guy to a crazy high contract. It screws over the rest of the the roster construction. Yeah. I mean, it's the one benefit of not having a salary cap. Yeah. Is that like, I mean, Lamar Jackson has been, and the Ravers have been great this year, but mm -hmm. it's taken like, Two years for them to actually build out a roster with comp- competent receivers. Well, and to I guess to be fair to the Ravens, I, I think that they've just always been bad with their uh, weapons. I think yeah. they just finally or their defense is just like insanely good, and Lamar is obviously just playing to really at, like really an well. MVP standard. I think he's the favorite um, now again. But like the Bengals, Joe Burrow signed the highest contract at the time in NFL history, and then he's not even playing right now. He's out for the season. Mm-hmm. And they've been – I mean, their weapons are great, but they're also all guys that they drafted, so they're all on low deals. Well, it's it's. I don't know if you remember, there was, there was a very funny meme going around during that draft. What was it, 2020, 2021, mm-hmm. where it was like, okay, the Bengals can either draft Jamar Chase or Penny Sewell. And mm-hmm. basically it was, okay, well, you have two options. You either take the tackle so Joe Burrow has can like survive and like pass yeah. to I don't know T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, like two very good receivers, or you take Jamar Chase, you get a third really good receiver, and 
Joe Burrow's on his ass half the time because he's got yeah. like two seconds. Yep. Um, but hey, Jake Browning. Listen, he's uh he's kind of decent. Not against Pittsburgh, but well, the the backups they have a very short shelf life of being like kind of fun when like no one knows what they are yet. Like the tape's not out. Yeah. And then once they figure it out, then it's just the worst thing you've ever seen. Yeah. But not our um, not your backup. Not Zappy. Apparently not. Apparently not. Um but obviously the the one that's really hurt the most and the one I want to touch on, you know, with these massive contracts to guys, I mean the Chiefs situation is rough. Oh, right I was gonna now, say man. the the Deshaun Watson situation too. Like Deshaun Watson, too. he's out too. I mean, they, they, that's hurting. Joe, and Flacco's, Joe Flacco's cooking though. Balling playoff Joe. But like the Chiefs situation, you know, Patrick Mahomes signs the the largest contract for a quarterback in in, in, in for any player in NFL history, and they end up letting you know Tyreek Hill go, and now they got no receivers outside of Travis Kelsey, and they're mm-hmm. losing games because of it. Yeah. Plus, like, the line's starting to look, really get exposed. Mm. That's why it's so valuable to have a rookie contract at QB. Just to even, like, like, I, like the idea of, like, oh, these guys are greedy. No, I mean, no, they're not greedy. They're taking, obviously, the right deal. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, you're not helping your team by taking a contract that's so massive that you can't construct the rest of the roster. Mm-hmm. If everyone so, just had like anyway. a supermodel wife, then they could start taking <laughs> some team friendly deals. There you go. Um, but, but back to the Patriots game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Bailey Zappi, 256, two touchdowns. Zeke, 12 carries for 27 yards. What a game. But mm-hmm. he also had some good receiving stats. So. Yeah, nine for 33. Yeah, nine and a catches touchdown. for 33. Yeah. Yeah, the run Mike game Kisicki is. getting on the board. Mm hmm. The run game has just not got anything going, but at least they're being a bit more useful in the passing game. Um, yeah, well, part of the issue is that the O-line is hurt, and mm-hmm. it was on full display. I don't know why they did it, but a guy that's been a legend on this podcast as a dud <laughs> struck again on the first play from scrimmage um, for the Patriots, our good friend, the Vidarian Lau. Who got the start somehow? Uh, got absolutely torched on the first play of the game and caused the fumble uh, on a strip sack. Mm. Yeah. Oh man, gotta love that. Um, Pop Douglas but also. Pop Douglas looks good. He mm. was going to be a, a dangerous receiver next year. Um, but I think the biggest story of this game is the fact that. The Broncos with a minute 50 and three timeouts and the ball at the at their uh, at their own 40 to start the drive. Couldn't even get 10 yards, had to punt mm-hmm. and allowed the Patriots the to legend. come down and kick a game winner. <laughs> the legend Chad Ryland can't make it within 30, but set him back 56 yards, though. Money. <laughs> he'll, he'll drill it. Yeah. Um, but I just, I could not believe, I was like, oh, this is over. This is over. Mm. And they literally couldn't go 10 yards with three timeouts. Yeah. And now 
it's it's a you were in an interesting position come like draft wise. Mm. Yeah, it's because not going to be easy. You had sent me a DM, or you had sent uh, the 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 conversation around the draft is going to really come down to: do you take the quarterback first, or do you take a complimentary piece and then try to take the quarterback? When they were mm-hmm. picking at two, it was Marvin Harrison Jr. versus Drake May. Now it's like, yeah, like Olu Fushanu or Jalen Daniels. Which it just doesn't yeah. it doesn't hit the same. Yeah, I mean, look, the win was nice, but it's gonna hurt their draft. I'm never gonna root for the Patriots to lose. Obviously, I want them to see. I want. I like seeing them win, but like, it's gonna hurt their draft position. Who knows? Jaden Daniels might be, might be um, the answer. But at the same time, there's a real chance now. That like we could if we win against the Jets, mm-hmm. we could drop down to like the eighth, ninth pick, and yeah. that would not not be ideal. And then like we're gonna end up taking a tackle or something, and I might I might end it all. Listen, those wins might feel nice in the moment, but that yeah, once you take Brock Bowers top ten, then you're like, oh man. No, if we take a tackle, I might actually jump off my balcony. That would just be so like. There's so many other issues. Yeah, protection. Well, sure. Always, if you're gonna take a really good talent like that, sure. There are like, but like, ugh. like the top two tackles, Joe Alt and Olu. They're they're very good. Yeah, like, very good. No, I mean, very good. But like, a tackle's not gonna move the needle. Mm-hmm. Not not on this team. When you need a quarterback and you need receivers and you need like all this other help, mm-hmm. it's not gonna. It's not gonna do anything for you so if the season ends today they're picking fourth it goes chicago from carolina arizona washington i don't know if there's just i don't know why i'm optimistic for you because again i am a colts fan i but you can talk yourself into a world where you know arizona might take if if no trades happen which there probably will be a trade they might take marvin harrison at two, and then Washington. Maybe they mm-hmm. think. Maybe they think they got. They don't need to take a, ta- uh, a QB right now. They take Olu, and you end up with Drake May still. I would the, be shocked. Yeah, if the, the problem if the is commanders don't take a quarterback. Yeah, the problem is you have the Giants picking right behind you, and mm. I think they need that they are just as desperate, and they might just call up yeah. Arizona and say, "Hey, name your price." Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, we'll see. There's still, two more <laughs> weeks. You got the Bills next on uh, New Year's Eve. They're gonna get smoked. Yeah. Bill. Bills need to keep winning uh, for their playoff yeah. spot. They've been playing well too, so I. They're the Patriots are gonna get smoked. There's no chance. Yeah. The spread is a. a Pats are plus thirteen. Like they are not expecting a competitive game. No. But um, you beat them once. Beat him yeah, again? Mac. One of Mac's only good games this year. <laughs> yeah, and who knows? Maybe well, do you think? Maybe they just want to be the team that uh, kills the Bills' chances. That would be cool. That would but, be cool. Helps helps well. helps me out too. Mm. We're seventh seed um, right now. But yeah, I mean, we'll see. The Patriots. 
it'll be i'm looking towards the off season at this point like the, the season is is beyond me yeah well it's, like it's gone we'll have some fun conversations about how to fix the pats but mm. gotta let the season play out first yep all right let's um let's talk some pop. bruins yeah what an atrocious week over oh, three <laughs> yeah uh Lose to the Wild first, three to uh, four, three. Pasta has in two overtime. goals in overtime. Yes, Pasta has two goals, um, as he's one to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, Marshan tied it up late in the third period to get it to overtime, but they just uh, couldn't do it on defense. Yeah, I mean they they're having they're ha- they're struggling. They're you know four in a row they've lost. Mm-hmm. It's been rough. So first the themes that I've seen across all three of these games have been the defense is lacking. Yep. Obviously they've had some injury issues, which you know never never helps. Mm-hmm. But also like they are over the past month relying far too heavily on uh, Pasta and Marshawn to score. That, that I wrote that and in my no notes. One else. And Pavel Zaka, too. They're, and that's their top line. Like They are yeah. very top-heavy. Uh, I was reading an article from Fluto Shinzawa on The Athletic about it, uh, mm-hmm. just about how they might need, they're going to need to make a trade for another wing. Because when yeah. you have, you know, your three best scorers are on one line, you can stack a defensive line to counter that. And then... Yeah, right. And then what? You got to stagger it out a bit. And, and teams are starting to do that. I mean, and and it was a notice. It's a noticeable difference too, because you know, uh, back in November when they were really balling, mm-hmm. uh, they had between Pasta and Marshawn, they had seven goals mm-hmm. combined in that month. That was out of forty four total total goals. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good percentage of like, okay, your top two guys are scoring, yes, but they're not like the only source of offense. Yeah. This month, they've scored 12 goals combined, which is an improvement, but that's 52% of your total goals scored in the month. Mm-hmm. Like, you've only scored, like, 25 goals on the month. Yeah. And, that's, that's not going to cut it. And that and that top line is getting outshot 94-79, too. So it's not, like, the, yeah. those opportunities, they're still not making the most of it. Yeah, um, and I mean, you see, we see with the first Minnesota game, like, Pasta had 11 shots on goal, and no other player on the team had more than four. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to get anything done with that. Yeah, and plus, like, I think the cracks are starting starting to show a lot in the defense too. Again, I'm no mm-hmm. expert, so this is all of this is just eye test. And I I was rewatching like highlights of it, and I did catch that the uh, one of the announcers did say it, but uh, Linus Omar, for whatever reason, it just looked he looks so slow when he has to move like laterally. Like from yeah. left to right, and that's uh, he was the goalie for both the uh, the wild game, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know how many goals he gave up where it was just uh, they get a pass across and he's just not even facing the puck when it's being shot. Plus, it's interesting, and it's interesting. Uh, something again, I test like the uh, the defenders around the uh, net are just in such poor position it feels like they're getting uh Mm -hmm. the jets because they jets beat them 5-1 like just 
yeah. a, a good old shellacking. They're just hmm. like no one is close enough to stop uh, any of these um, any of these off offensive players when they're um, when they get like yeah. a rebound. Yep. Yeah, it's been. Uh... It's been rough. a rough stretch. Yeah, they're... Uh, let's hope that they can turn it around a little bit. Yeah, I mean, like, the goalkeeping has been solid, but now it's just, like, they're just getting sh- shot to death, essentially. Well, yeah, they, they need to score more, and mm-hmm. they need to stop the teams from shooting. Yeah. I mean, you're... When, you, when you're, you're not giving up, win, like, 40 then... shots a game, yeah, four of those yeah. are going to go in sometimes. Yeah. You know, so, I mean... Look, that's all this to say the Bruins are not a bad team. They're still 19 and 7. And yeah, they're six. still first in their division. They're, but there's some real like they're, they're, if you don't the cracks start are showing. solving these issues now, right? If you don't start showing, uh, solving these issues now come playoff time, it's going to be real issues. Yeah, you are looking at another first round bounce. Yeah. Um so next week, or uh, coming up, they play the Sabers tonight. Yeah. Who they've beat now a couple times this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think I'll get it out of the way. I think they beat them. Uh, although the last time they played, they did lose. I think they bounced win. back. This was this is was mm-hmm. the first time that they've lost uh, four straight since 2019, like early 2019. Yep. The water's going to find its level, I think, and that's going to come now. Yeah. Uh, um, and then they play they the, uh, the Devils, Devils again. Yep. That's a rematch uh, from December 13th. They lost 2-1. Uh, that's on Saturday. And then they play the Red Wings on Sunday. Oof. Not um, favorite. I'm going to say realistically maybe one and two that's where i'm leaning to play at their current pace yeah because they're they haven't done super well against the um the red wings this season Mm -hmm. devils they've what you just said they just lost two yeah so i think two and one i think they'll beat the sabers and then kind of slow down yeah hopefully we're wrong Mm mm-hmm but hopefully, you know what the uh, the analysis. Hopefully, once our baby boy Patrick comes back, yeah, things will change. The, the whole the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. But all right, well we've uh, we've delayed it long enough. It's time to talk Red Sox. Yep, yep. So, and guess what, guys? We got them. We got them. Got them. They didn't make a sign. We got sadness. We- and depression <laughs> in our hearts. Well, so Yamamoto signs with the Dodgers, twelve years, three hundred twenty-five mil. Uh it came out that that was he always wanted to go to the Dodgers. Yeah. So that's yeah. I'm not. Like, it's it's also been a week since that uh, that news has broke. So I've, I've had at least enough time to um, really ponder it. Mm-hmm. I get being upset that it doesn't sound like they were close to matching. Doesn't matter if he he was using right. He turned down more money or a higher average annual value from the Yankees, and 
got a higher offer from the Mets, which he used to get the 325 from the Dodgers. Like, that was obviously I the play. I tweeted about this, and I tweeted about this during the week. I said, like, look, it, it it's great, you know, to see t- the, the Red Sox in on, the, on him, but at the end of the day, like, if he wants to go to the Dodgers, and that was set from the beginning, you have to, there's nothing else you can do. You can't if if you have a guy who was so dead set like I'm going to this team. It's the same thing with the Nola situation early in the season. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Aaron Nola is gonna go. He that's all he wanted to do was go back to the Phillies. I mean, Yamamoto wanted to go to the Dodgers. There's nothing you can do about that. Yeah, I, it's nice that they were in on it, but at the end of the day. Like you can't force the guy to play it, to come to you, and to that it's like is is hearing like oh they were like a close second is does that make it feel any better than they were like no. they were told like Wednesday that they were probably out no because at the end of yeah, no. at the end of the day it's a very binary league like you either get the guy or you don't there's no like consolation yeah. for like oh well we finished second. Yeah, like yeah, maybe right. you get a bit of goodwill with the fans for showing that you're a bit more like aggressive, but I I mean I think that even if like even if their offer was like under 300 mil, I it's still a, an aggressive offer for a guy that's never played in the ML. This is the thing to to, re- to remember here too. This guy's never played Yeah, in now the that MLB. we don't have yes, him, I'm going to start projected yeah, he's well, he's short. Yeah, he's been he's projected thin. as like. <laughs> I mean, he's projected to be a superstar, but at yeah, the end no, of the day, you, you really don't know. You know, and if you're going to speak historically, Japanese, you know, overseas pitchers have not fared too greatly in the league. Yes, Shohei has been great, and Yu Darvish is probably the other guy who has like a serious like success record. Everyone else has not been like three hundred million dollar contract worthy mm-hmm. historically. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, the thing that is frustrating to me is on a couple podcasts, Jared Carabas, one of the mm. more tapped in. Uh, I, I don't. He's he's not a journalist. He's just like he's just like the Red Sox guy. To be honest, yeah. um, he had heard from a very trusted source that if they don't sign Yamamoto, do not expect them to sign much at all. Which was then echoed by Sean McAdam, who I guess was like reaching out, just asking like, okay, what, what do you guys think it's going to happen? He got an industry source mm-hmm. to say like, uh, when he brought up Montgomery as like a pivot point, the source said, yeah, they're probably not in that... Uh, He's probably out of their budget. That should piss you off. Yes. This is the whole thing about this whole thing. This is that like, yeah, you don't get Yamamoto, but how do you respond to that? And if you're really committed to improving the team, like they said they were, you Mm -hmm. know, they fired Bloom and said, we're committed to winning and improving the roster. They said full throttle. They said full throttle. And then you say, well, this guy's not really on our budget. We're gonna, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and what? As soon as those start happening, yeah, it's time to riot. The the fact that it's like okay, well, you have to start rationalizing as a fan. Like okay, yeah, maybe it's not the smartest thing to give Montgomery like into his late thirties, like thirty million a year. 
I don't want to think like that. I want good players. Do I care yeah. if 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 you get like five solid years out of Montgomery, and let's say if, like that last year is just kind of like what Chris Sale is now, where it's just like okay, it's not what it used to be. That's fine. I mean, to be fair, Chris Sale is still when he plays really good. Yeah, he just never plays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, I don't care about the last year of a deal if you're gonna get. The majority of that deal, great value. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like it, it's. It's something that I keep saying is you got to spend money to make money. You know, you got if you're gonna win in the MLB. I mean, you got to at least spend a little bit of money. <laughs> well, like because the thing is, they're uh, Red Sox payroll probably the best resource to use if you want to look at the financials. They have mm-hmm. us at forty-seven million under the luxury tax. Mm-hmm. Not like they have forty-seven million before, like they hit like you know the second level or the Cohen the tax. Part, yeah. No, it's forty-seven million of like just this is as close to like a salary cap as you get. It's like mm-hmm. you have forty-seven million to spend. And where are we now? We're like, like Giolito is like the best we're gonna get. Yeah, it's it's funny too because like the Yamamoto signed, and then the stuff about like them not really going after Montgomery and that top line, that next level guy, was starting to trickle out, and then it was like the Red Sox are really in on Giolito, and they have a lot of interest in bringing back James Paxton, and it's like if that's who they roll with, like I was for Giolito, and I'm still for him. But if that's like your secondary There's, signing, well, and th- th- I brought this up in my notes too. For when when Seth Lugo signed with the Royals, and everyone's like, everyone tried to be on their moral high horse, like, oh well, if they had signed him, you would be like, oh well, is that it? And we're at a reality now where it's probably going to be just Giolito, and is that might be it? And I- I'm going to be so mad if it's just. If it's Giolito. even if it's Giolito and Paxton, you have every right to be pissed. I mean, that's not full throttle. That's not like going out and trying. That's to putting the car in neutral. Saying, whatever. Yeah, it's like all right, whatever. This is how we're gonna roll. Like I get it, Giolito. He's a bounce back guy. Maybe like Andrew Bailey can fix him. He gave mm. up the second most home runs last year, and I looked this up too because I was fascinated to find out. The top two pitchers in like home runs allowed were uh, Stroman or Sonny Gray and Marcus Stroman. It was like eight and nine, mm-hmm. respectively. At each of his stops in Chicago, in L.A., and in Cleveland, he gave up more than more home runs than them, like individually. <laughs> it was twenty, ten, and eleven. Jeez! Like, if if the hope is like. Andrew Bailey is going to come in and just like fix all these guys up and just make them studs, which to his credit, he has shown that he can do. He probably can do. He, he did it with Rodon. He did it with Gosman. You're asking too much. If like, yeah, that's a lot. Um, instead of going out and getting a guy who's already like can be a top line starter and doesn't need to be fixed to work, mm-hmm. you know, and like I'm, and if, if 
if they wanted to bring Pax, I like James Paxton. I thought he carried us through the middle of that of last season. Yeah, and then what happened? Re- really, he got hurt. I mean, like he, he fell he, apart at the like end. He, yeah, he pitched. He had like eight innings from like twenty twenty two to twenty twenty or to the end or no it was like because he had tommy john and then he had like multiple lat knee issues shoulder issues all that yeah. stuff it's just not someone you can depend on well right and you know he he's good and i, I would love to bring him back as like a, a back-end starter but mm. again it's not a guy that you bring in to be like here's our shiny new sign here's our guy you know we got our guy guys don't worry it's like Going into the offseason, it should have been, we need, I don't even, I think that the term ace is thrown out a bit too much because I think it's more of mm-hmm. like, it's kind of like wide receivers in football. Like everyone has yeah. like a number one, but only a few teams have like, like a true, a true number, number one. one. Like every yeah. team is going to have like frontline starters, but there's like maybe a handful of actual aces. So yeah. the the offseason plan should have been we're going to go out and we're going to get two frontline guys, whether that was going to be like Montgomery yep. and you could still make a trade. But it, it the hope was like, oh, that would be Yamamoto and Montgomery or Yamamoto and Nola, something like that. Mm-hmm. Now you're in a position where you have to you're going to have to make a trade for a frontline guy. Yeah, or you invest in Montgomery, which it doesn't seem like they're willing yeah. to do. It's Snell obvious I I don't Snell doesn't want to be in the East Coast. He wants to, he's made it very clear that he wants to be on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. To the point where like if they do sign him, it's probably gonna have to be an overpay for a guy who does not give you innings consistently. Mm. Which is um and then I mean and then on top of that, like even in the trade market I can see not wanting to go after a guy who's quote unquote a rental, mm-hmm. but like you can always work to extend them. And even if you do make a trade for one year of a dude, I mean, you're still, you know, working to improve the, t- you're making the team more valuable for next year, free agents to come in and be like, Oh, okay. I'm coming into a good situation. Yeah. It's, it's you have to find a balance because like as soon as like the whole Yamamoto news broke that we're out and he's now in LA, everyone pivoted to Corbin Burns. Cor- and mm-hmm. I would say Corbin's probably one of those guys who is an ace. Like he is a dog. But mm-hmm. he's a Boris guy. Boris guys typically do not get extended before free agency. So it's like you maybe you blow him away, but he was even saying it on uh Ken Rothen's Ken Rosenthal's show, uh, Fair, Foul Territory, or Fair Territory, or whatever it is called, he has no intention of signing uh, an extension unless they, like, yeah. really blow him away. Yeah. Um, like, I don't, I don't know if the cost of getting him is going to be worth it when, let's just call it Spade Spade, you could, you're probably going to have to try to just sign him in free agency. Mm-hmm. And you're showing that you're not really willing to do that. Yeah, at this point, yeah. Like, why would anyone want to go to Boston? That's the thing. It's point? like, okay, do you want to trade? Like, I don't know what they they're not going to give him up for nothing. Like, they they're going to want like yeah, a good prospect back probably. 
So are you going to give up like, or two. yeah, are you going to give up like, maybe not Marcelo Meyer, but are you going to give up Jaron Duran for a year of Corbin Burns and then look him in the face and say, hey, we'll give you six for 180. How's about that? Mm-hmm. And he just spits in your face. Yeah. Um, um, but in other news, the full throttle. It's it's uh it's about mid throttle with the teoscar hernandez yeah it's i i don't want to sound too depressed because i do i do like teoscar uh he would be an improvement even with the uh tyler o'neill signing you needed like a more you needed more right-handed power because you're not slotting Mm -hmm. tyler o'neill in between devers and casas you didn't really have mm-hmm. that person on the roster. It, I mean, they still don't. Like, they haven't signed Teoscar yet. Apparently, uh, There's interest. Yeah, according to Cotillo, it's very, it's strong, very interest. strong interest. Um, which I hope... I uh, Like him or Solaire, I would love just some righty. They're going to split time in left and DH with uh, Yoshida. Mm-hmm. Just someone you can put in between Devers and Casas hitting third who is just like a threat to hit 30 home runs. Yeah. They need that so bad. Yep. Plus, yep. I'd be fine with it. I mean, there's also indications that like should they sign him, there's been people floating the idea around that like that might indicate that they're also willing to make a move to trade outfielders for starting pitching i mean that like i was just saying it's it's one of those things that they're just gonna have to do yeah like i uh so duran might be who knows duran might be a marlin uh next year Raphael might be yeah. a giant for for all we know um yeah and i don't know if you caught this uh but ed hand on twitter was saying that the uh Sox have been calling around about what they can get for Kenley Jansen or Chris Martin. I have seen it. Yep. Honestly, go for it. <sighs> yeah. I mean, if that's what it's going to take to improve the team, sure. Do I hate to see either of those guys go? Yeah. And I think you're going to really be putting your bullpen in a tough situation if you get rid of those guys. But, like... You're kind of you're stuck at this point. You're in a rough. If you're not going to spend money, you're in a rough spot. So, yeah, I mean, gotta do what you gotta do. Bullpen too. That's like the easiest where you can just churn through guys. And we've seen like of the moves they've made, they've pretty much all been bullpen they've been, all yeah. been like bullpen guys. Yeah. Um, like Jansen set to make sixteen mil this year. Uh, Chris Martin's like seventy five. Are uh, or seven mil, seven point five mil. In a ideal world, you're gonna take that money and you're gonna give it to like Tay Oscar. But mm-hmm. I, in our the real world, I don't know what they're gonna do with that. They might just pocket it, mm-hmm. and they might just bump. Uh, well, knowing uh, knowing John Henry and the Fenway Sports Group, it'll be invested in golf. Oh yeah, they need that uh, three bill somewhere. <laughs> Which I saw, yeah, well. I think it was on Reddit. Because, like, everyone's been calling for them to sell the team and whatnot. Um, it's, I saw them say, like, they, Fenway Sports Group will never sell the Red Sox because that's, like, their marquee 
investment. Like mm-hmm. when they try to get like when the, as they keep expanding their ventures, like they're they're gonna want to get a basketball team with LeBron when he's retired. They're getting into this golf thing. Mm-hmm. Like the Red Sox are their cash cow essentially. Yep, that it is. So they're never gonna sell, which sucks because I, it, I we said it last week. They just don't care. Yeah. They are not committed to actually improving. They're basically they're literally using the the team as like you said a cash cow. It, like it's, it's like they're just saying it's a high it's, this is an account. entity that makes us money, right? Like we are making right. however much uh, like in revenue a year. Yeah, we're gonna make our ninety eight mil from Nesson, and we're gonna make however much from high ticket sales because we're the Boston Red Sox, mm-hmm. and we're gonna go and put out a shit product. Because people are going to watch it. Who cares? We're making we're making money. Yeah, but that's why I hope no one goes to the games. This I hope that the Red Sox set records. If they don't improve the team, I hope that the Red Sox set records in low attendance. You like know they midweek won't. games, there's like 10, 10 fans. The problem is Fenway is such an attraction, like yeah. that just fans from out of town are going to still come and like just to experience it. And yeah. you would hope like that that would make them like upset like pissed off to see Fenway Park just filled with like Reds fans tourists yeah yeah in like July that would, that would, that I, should make I, them pissed. I honestly don't think that they care no they don't I care I honestly don't think that they would care they don't and it's upsetting so. but there's it's one of those things there's quite literally nothing we can do there were one uh, one one thing to watch for is uh should things continue in this direction, uh, John Henry will be a scratch for winter weekend. I was he calling it? Was now. he even planning on going? Mm-hmm. Oh, because I I've seen like they haven't made any announcement for like a uh, what's it called a uh, town hall, which yeah. obviously they're not going to do. They got booed to oblivion last year. Well, yeah, I mean, rightfully, mm-hmm. but um. But I guess just just to wrap up the Red Sox so we can get to our studs and duds, uh, Alex Verdugo was, uh, had some, some interesting words on his way out the door. Um, yeah, bas- well, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah. Basically, you know, he was saying in an interview, like, he's excited to play for Boone because Boone's going to stick up for his players. Like, he doesn't throw them under the bus. Mm. Uh Everyone had their thoughts about it, and I'm trying to pull it up right now. But, and we forgot to mention it last week too. Jonathan Papelbon, Trot Nixon, and um, it was Petey, right? Are going into the Red Sox Hall yep. of Fame. Yep, yep. So good for them. But the Pap still earning his stripes for us. Uh, he earned his stripes. Uh, he said after um, the Verdugo interview came out. Verdugo, I mean Vertigo, is a bitch. Cora has his players <laughs> and teammates backs more than anyone in the game. You aired yourself out by being late, lazy, and unproductive. If I played for Cora, I'm drilling this bitch. Just saying. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look, listen, Duke, have some self awareness, my guy. <laughs> well, that, it's just who he is. There's. Yeah. Very low self awareness, very low accountability. It makes sense. Like Boone is a 
as much as we hate to say it, like Boone's getting Boone is a good manager, but he's also like he's not he's never gonna call anyone out, regardless of what they do. Because he's kind of just like a soft manager, but um Yeah. Yeah, just it it just hammers home like, yeah, they needed to move on. It was the right they could have got mm-hmm. like a pack of like cigarettes for him and it still would have been a good move to yeah. just get him out. Yep. Um but um but that's enough about that. Yeah. We don't have to harp on that yeah. situation. Um let's let's move uh do you have oh, do you have any Red Sox predictions? I th- I think they will sign Teoscar within the next week. Yeah. Uh and I will I think they're going to they're they have to sign a pitcher. Whether it's Giolito or Paxton, I think they will get at least one pitcher. Or they're still interested mm. in uh Yariel Rodriguez. We we talked about a couple episodes back, the Cuban pitcher. Yeah. Maybe they the sign Cuban him. Dude. They're going to sign someone. They have to. Physically right? have to. Right? The, <laughs> right? Listen, <they're, laughs> they have they're to. running out of time. Like, 58 yeah. days until the season starts. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's go to studs and duds. Okay. So, uh, for my stud this week, it's tough. Because there wasn't anyone that really truly stood out. Um... I think I'm gonna go just with the Boston Celtics starting five. <laughs> can I? Can I do that? <laughs> can I give it to the all? Because they all just they're they're just on fire. Yeah, and when they all play, like it, one when they all play together, they are they only have one loss on the season, mm-hmm. which is nuts. Um, but also, like even when someone's out, like the rest of them are able to step up and adapt and and take up pick up the slack so it doesn't feel like anyone's missing Mm -hmm. so celtics starting five that's my call um i'm same vein uh but Mm -hmm. i got a couple Derek white obviously yep just you know 38 28 18 18 blocking everybody he had three blocks three blocks three blocks two blocks and there could have been another block in that game had it been called just an absolute stud. I, I, it's still a sh- uh, a mockery that he was not named a top one hundred player. Oh my god! Just he's going to be. There an aren't twenty five players better than him at this point. No, he is an all star. Uh, yeah. Want to shout out Namias Keda again? Back to or not mm. back to back, but two double doubles on this West Coast trip. Really stepping up when they needed him with Kristaps. Uh, in and out of games, Al out of games, Horford, yeah, yeah, and Cornette, Cornette. all week, yeah, really stepped it up. Uh, and then my last one is probably going to be Christian Barmore, dude. Oh, dude's yeah, a that's stud. a good one. Like he's oh. as you enter these uh, these uh, untestly times, that is a a building block to have. Oh, for sure. And him and Judon on the on the line mm-hmm. with that's, with Christian that's, Gonzalez that's, getting yeah, to Rome. That's a scary defense. Mm-hmm. Whew, yeah, that's a good call. Um, how about duds? What do you got for a dud? Oh man, it, I it, 
it really breaks my heart to say it. It's it's Linus Allmark and Jeremy Swayman, and it's Aww. it's it it really isn't their fault because they're just getting mm. bur- uh, just shot to death back there. Yeah, but it just is it's getting too much, and they're just giving up a lot of easy looks as well. And the defense is doing them yep. no favors. But at the end of the day, those those goals are on them. Um, my dud this week, I've got two Patriots on my dud list and I mentioned them already. Vidarian Lau, first off, Mm -hmm. welcome back to the dud list. You're the only person Uh, saying his name. Yeah. Well, this dude, every day, he literally came in, he got the start, gave up the strip sack on the first play of the game and then got yanked. (laughs) It's hard to do worse. It's like, yeah. Um, and then. Uh, Chad Ryland. I mean, missed two kicks that would have won them the game anyways, mm-hmm. and then made the kick that no one wanted him to make. Yeah. <laughs> At least the fans. Did you see the video of uh, as the kick was going in, it was like half and half. Bailey Zappi is like going up bananas. Yeah, he's like, let's go! Yeah, and then it, it's like Bill Belichick who's like, where am I? It's is yeah. over? Is, wow. <laughs> He's like, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. He knows. I mean, he knows. He's for the tank. Look. Chad, man, I'm sorry, but we should not have used a first round pick on you, my guy. A first? You mean a fourth? Fourth. Yeah. Did I say <laughs> you first said first. Fourth? If you, I was you thinking, use a first round pick, you got to just blow up the franchise. Those Those rings are all null. He is, I will say it though, he is better than, I don't know which kicker it is, but he is 32nd out of 33 kickers in uh, field goal percentage this year. Oh, now we got to look that I up. I don't know who the other one is, but he is better than Can't one. Can't believe I'm looking so. up kicker stats. 2023. Well, while you do that, um, I'm going to do the outro Go here. for it. So, um, thank you for listening to this episode. If you like what you heard, leave a comment, subscribe, rating, <laughs> you know, all that fun stuff. Share it with your friends. You know, all that. Uh, it really helps us out. We work, we do a lot of work on this podcast, and it's the holiday season. It's the season of giving. Mm-hmm. So give back and help us out. Um, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Ship City Pod, where we tweet all throughout the week on various, you know, sports things. You can see tweets from both of us um, throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll never tell you who's tweeting and- from it, though. That's the surprise. Although there are there are ways that you can tell <laughs> if it's a, who's tweeting who. Yeah. If it's immediately liked by Connor about a minute after it's posted. It's me. <laughs> yeah. But anyways. Um, and also you can go to our website at pressplaymag.com for more stuff about stuff. Really. It's what it is. Um, now instead of the, the final, uh, the final headline, unless you have a really good one, I, I, I want to hear who the kicker is. Well, I, is, no, I got this below Chad. There's, well, it's, it's Graham Gano of the, the New York Giants. Okay. He's at 64%. <laughs> so it's, Oof. and right above him is Matt Amendola, 66 Oof. by a healthy margin. They are the three worst kickers. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. Yeah, bye.